Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's your host, Afro, with my boy, Lord Fish. How you doing today, man? I'm doing good. We are hours away from kickoff for the NFL season. Yes, man. Uh, we got the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Before we start, who are you picking to win this game tonight? I'm going to say the Bucs easy. Tom Brady's going to go I'm going to pick the Bucs as well. I'm going to pick the Bucs as well. A lot of Cowboys fans won't be happy to hear that, but, you know, we're just being honest. We're speaking from the heart. All right, in this show, we're going to talk about fantasy. It's all about fantasy football. We're going to go over our fantasy draft, our money league. It's a Yahoo League 12-man PPR. We're going to do a draft recap. Then we're going to break down the draft results. Uh, then we're going to go into a stardom sit uh, and give you our rankings for fantasy football players and who you should start week one going forward through the season. So without further ado, this is the Angry Fans Fantasy Football League draft recap. Now, I will like to start this by saying, you know, uh, me and Lord Fish here, we both did mock drafts together. Uh, we did them separately. I did about five. Every time I did a mock draft, I always picked around 12. Uh, you know, going into these, people will let you pick your spot. Unfortunately, I didn't always get 12th. I always went for seventh or eighth if I couldn't get 12th um, because that's my comfort zone. That's where I feel comfortable drafting with. I feel like the first five or six picks, it's there's a lot of pressure, man, and they might not work out, and then you look stupid as hell because you have to wait so long before you get drafted again. So in saying all that, when we did our randomized draft order, I got hit with the first overall pick. I was happy, but at the same time, I was terrified because – it's money league, 12 man, winner gets 550 and an angry fans trophy at the end of the year. Obviously, those bragging rights. And with us doing this show, I have to win this. I can't I can't be the host of my own show and then lose, especially to this guy. He doesn't know shit about football. <laughs> yeah, okay. In so, saying that, I will announce, you know, I went with the consensus number one overall pick, Christian McCaffrey. Um, and I had a plan in mind. As soon as I saw we only had a half hour, there was 90 seconds on the clock for every pick. Everybody was there. There was only auto drafting at the very end when people were comfortable with their teams or their guys were already gone. Uh, so once again, I did get the first overall pick. I took Christian McCaffrey. So after saying that, I'm going to go through the first 12 picks and then I'm going to ask Lord Fish why he drafted, who he drafted, when he drafted. So we have Christian McCaffrey, number one, like I said, Dalvin Cook, number two, Kamara, number three, Zeke, number four, Derrick Henry, number five. Nick Chubb, number six, Devontae Adams, seven, Aaron Jones, eight, Tyree Kill, nine, Stefan Diggs, 10, Jonathan Taylor, 11, and Travis Kelsey at 12. So, Lord Fish, you had the third pick. What made you pick Alvin Kamara, number three? Michael Thomas is hurt. Um, I was looking through it. I hate Zeke. I hate Zeke. Yeah, Can't he did dirty last year. Timmy dirty last year, and plus Josh Allen has more touchdowns on the ground than Zeke. Than Zeke does. Um, I just feel like Alvin Kamara is more versatile. I feel like he'll get more touches and passes thrown to him than Derrick Henry. And I feel like he's like, you know, he's guaranteed points. So I couldn't pass up on him. I just felt comfortable. And that's why I'm not going to lie. When I saw you had the third pick, I was like, obviously, you know, Alvin Kamara is a safe bet. I don't blame you whatsoever. The uncertainty at quarterback, is it going to be Jameis? Is it going to be Taysom? We don't know what's going to happen, what we're going to see. I'm very excited to see that game play out because it's going to be New Orleans versus Green Bay. you got Aaron Rodgers coming back, and then you have the uncertainty of what is New Orleans, especially without Mike Thomas. So Alvin Kamara, I expect him to eat. Good pick. I can't blame you whatsoever, but I am shocked you did not go for Derrick Henry. I feel like if I was in that number three spot, I would have took Derrick Henry. Um, but in saying that, man, is there any 
surprise picks you saw in the first round that you were shocked to see or somebody you didn't see get drafted in the first round that went in the second that you were shocked about? I got to say, I'm a little shocked. Saquon Barkley dropped to the second. And it looks like he dropped to pick 18. Right? Um, it, that was my surprise yeah. right there. I, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, in mock drafts I did when I had the eighth and the ninth pick or when I drafted number 12, Saquon fell to me a lot. Um, and I saw some people draft Saquon number two, number three in mock drafts. Um, I'm not shocked that he wasn't a top five pick, but I am shocked that he fell all the way to pick 18. I think that's extreme, uh, especially since he's healthy um, and ready to go this season. Semi-healthy. Semi-healthy. I mean, he's, he's doing contact now. That's all I care about. Thunder thighs will get it done. He will get it done. All right, so moving into the second round. Once again, I had the first pick. Lord Fish had the third pick. I knew in my mind, once again, I had a plan. As soon as I saw I had the first pick, I knew who I was drafting, number two and number three. I, I had this planned out from the very beginning. Um, so starting off in the second round, you have Austin Eckler, number 13, Najee Harris at number 14, Hopkins, 15, Antonio Gibson, 16, DK Metcalf, 17. Once again, Saquon at 18, A.J. Brown, 19, Joe Mixon, 20, Calvin Ridley, 21, Darren Waller, 22, Justin Jefferson, 23, and Terry McLaurin, 24. So, Lord Fish, you had the 22nd pick in the second round, and you went tight end here. Was there a reason because of that? So, I really wanted Calvin Ridley, but the guy ahead of me, Nate, he drafted him. I was yeah. bummed out. Calvin Ridley, he could be anywhere from – I honestly feel like top five. He'll, be, he'll fall anywhere at the end of the season. He'll be top five in points. Hey, man, Julio's gone. So, And then you have Russell Gage's competition over there. I, I mean, you got Kyle Pitts, but, you know, I, I agree with you. Calvin Ridley would definitely be a surefire top five wide receiver at the end of the year if he stays healthy, especially with Matt Ryan slinging that ball all day. That team's not that good, so the offense is going to have a lot of opportunity. I was shocked he even dropped that far in the second round. I thought he'd be taking a couple of picks before, like Joe Mixon was drafted before him um, and a few others. Najee Harris was all the way up to the top before, but I, I, I was shocked. But Darren Wall was a great pick at this. I knew it was between him and George Kittle, but I feel like he is definitely the solid number two tight end in the NFL. So I took him as soon as I could get him. I'm not going to lie, man. Um I was shocked, and we'll talk about who I got later. Um, we're going to talk a couple more rounds before we go over our teams. Um, but I honestly think I have the number two uh, tight end, and I drafted him late. So I feel like he was my steal of the draft, and that was Mark Andrews from the Baltimore Ravens. But we'll talk about that later. I just wanted to throw that little comment out there. As I said, I had the first pick, so that means I had the last pick in this next round. I went and got my guy, Scary Terry McLaurin. Um, I'm shocked he didn't go sooner. I think people are idiots, but whatever. I'll take it. Um, he was the guy I wanted no matter what. If I was drafting at number eight and I got him halfway through the second round, I was going after him regardless. Um, I do think with Ryan Fitzmagic as his quarterback, he is going to put in work, and I am so excited to see him watch. All right, man. So going in, once again, I had the 24th pick. I started off the third round, and I knew that I was going to have to wait two whole rounds to go again. So I was like, fuck it. Let me get my guy. I got the number one running back in Christian McCaffrey. I got the wide receiver I wanted in the first couple of rounds. 
let me get the quarterback I want because I don't think I'm going to have a chance to get him because the people we're drafting with, I've done mock drafts with them, they were taking quarterbacks early, and that scared me. So once again, I understand going for the best player, but you also have to play smart. So what I did is I drafted Patrick Mahomes first overall in the third round to get my quarterback because I know whatever whatever happens, I'm getting guaranteed points. Um, so after that, you see Keenan Allen, James Robinson, CEH, CD Lamb, Josh Jacobs, Josh Allen, Chris Carson, David Montgomery, George Kittle, Robert Woods, and then Lamar Jackson. So me drafting Pat Mahomes in the beginning of the third round, clearly I scared people because they saw him go and they knew other people were going to take him. I'm not surprised Josh Allen went. I'm not surprised Lamar Jackson went. Uh, I, I am kind of shocked that uh, I didn't see anybody take Kyler Murray as soon as possible. Um, and he didn't even go in the very next round. That's, that's the funny part. And another quarterback didn't get drafted until round five. So nobody touched the quarterback in round four after the scare in round three. So that was a real shock to me. Um, so, Lord Fish, I see you had the third pick in this round. You took James Robinson. Are you happy with that pick? Did you wish you got somebody else? Were you, did you want another running back? Or what was your thoughts here? So James Robinson, when I picked him, he was the 14th running back taken off the board. Um, I always, my biggest weakness year in and year out through fantasy is running backs. Yeah. So I made a lot of people's weak spot. I made sure this year I could get fucking two solid running backs. I'd be comfortable with that. The, The crop of wide receivers, there's just too many of them that could be a thousand yard receivers. Um, same thing with taking Darren Waller early in the second round. You know, you have those top five tight ends in the league, and then it's a huge drop off. So I wanted to be secured. I was bummed out you took Patty Mahomes in the, in the, <laughs> for, because that's I, I thought to myself that's who I was going to take. But again, he was taken. Same thing that happened with, you know, Calvin Ridley in um, round two. So I took the, in my mind, the next best thing. So let me ask you this. If I didn't take Pat Mahomes the beginning of round three, you would have grabbed him. Yeah, I would have snagged him. And that's exactly what, the I same, what I did, man. Just having just that Just off fear. of the same thing. Because I'm, I'm, I'm like happy said, with, with thinking like that, man. All right, so let, let's continue this. Let's talk about this. Are you shocked? Were you shocked that I took Pat Mahomes when I did, or are you shocked that I just picked Pat Mahomes over Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Um, Pat Mahomes is the clear-cut number one for fantasy quarterbacks, et cetera. I was just shocked because your motto is to take a quarterback in the later rounds. Yes, so sir. for you to like, yes, sir. To draft the first quarterback <laughs> off the board in the draft in the third round, I, I was pretty shocked. Amen. It, it honestly comes down to, you know, once again, having that first overall pick, um, it, it scared the shit out of me. I don't, I didn't want to draft number one. Um, I'm happy things went my, went my way because, um, Based off the draft results, I had one of the best drafted teams. And I'm predicted right now to go undefeated throughout the season. So we already talked about the first few rounds. So now what we're going to do is go over our teams. So I'm going to just say my roster. I'll have Lord Fish say his roster. Then we're going to go over our, our colleagues' roster and King Petty Crabs. And I'm going to go ahead and start. So with the first pick overall, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, second round pick, Terry McLaurin. Third round pick, Pat Mahomes. Fourth round pick, Mark Andrews. Now, like I said earlier, I thought and believed I got a steal with this pick because I got Mark Andrews in the fourth round, and I believe he's going to be a top three tight end. Um, 
And I do think he will be number two behind Travis Kelsey. I don't think he'll be number one because I think Pat Mahomes is the better quarterback between him and Lamar Jackson. But with all the uncertainty, with all the tam- with all the um, Baltimore Ravens wide receivers, I do think Lamar Jackson is going to be looking his way a lot, especially since he just signed a big contract and he's healthy and ready to go. So I do think Lamar Jackson will be running on his feet a lot, but that red zone target is going to be Mark Andrews, and those points are all mine, baby. Uh, besides that, number five, I got Adam Thielen with my second wide receiver. Number six, I kind of screwed up because I went for another wide receiver and a tight end before this. But uh, my one weak spot that you called me out on, I have Daryl Henderson Jr. Uh, as my uh, second running back of my number six pick. Um, but the reason why I took him and I was actually kind of happy I got him when I did is he is the Rams clear cut number one running back, especially with the injuries they have over there. I do think he's going to be a safety blanket. Uh, for Matthew Stafford, uh, if Stafford's in trouble, he can go ahead and toss it to him real quick, or he can just have him run the ball. Um, goal line, goal line, goal line. Daryl Henderson's going to be that rusher. So I think I got guaranteed points every week with him as my number two running back. Um, Devonta Smith. Now, um, in my draft recap, it said this was a reach pick. I took him in the seventh round, and I took him about, what, 30 picks higher than he, his average draft pick. Um Philly has no weapons. They have Devonta Smith. They have Jalen Rager. Uh, I'm not upset about this pick. I'm going to start Devonta Smith. I think with Devonta Smith, we're going to have another Justin Jefferson situation. And if anybody knows who Justin Jefferson is, look what he did with Minnesota last year, and you had Adam Thielen right beside him. There's no Adam Thielen in Philly. There's no number one clear wide receiver. Devonta Smith is going to get all those targets. And I'm so happy I was able to get him when I did. I think he was a steal at this, even though people are saying it's a reach pick and I drafted him early. I'm not upset about this. If you actually look at all the draft recaps, almost all the clear cut wide receivers are gone by this point. Um, Number eight, I got Noah Fant. Um, Teddy Bridgewater starting over in Denver. Um, He likes to throw those short five, 10, 15 yard passes. And I think Noah Fant is going to fucking eat off of this. I do think Jerry Judy is going to get a lot of targets. I'm not worried about him though. Cause I know Noah Fant's going to be a clear cut tight end in the red zone target for Teddy every week. And I once again, guaranteed points. I do think Noah Fant moves up the rankings and tight ends. And I think he'll be probably a top five tight end with Noah Fant over there. Um, this is the biggest shock of the draft. I took a field goal kicker earlier, the earliest I ever have, just like I took a quarterback the earliest I ever have. I took a field goal kicker around nine. Uh, and the reason why I did this is because my starters were all pretty much guaranteed at this point. And I already, and I actually paid attention to all the weeks. There's not going to be one week where I'm missing two of my best players. Not one week on my roster. I have everything scheduled out perfectly. I did so much research that I went for the guys I wanted. I got the guys I wanted. Besides the second running back, I settled for Daryl Henderson. Um, but I took Justin Justin Tucker. And the reason why I took Justin Tucker is because in our league, one of the biggest crucial points is field goal kickers. I wanted to make things exciting this year. I am the commissioner. So there is a penalty for every missed field goal. So if you miss a 10-yarder, that's one negative point. 20-yarder is two negative points. A 50-yarder, that's negative five points. Um, a lot of people didn't read the the – the fine print when they signed up for my draft because they were a little pissed off at the end of that and they saw that but you know it is what it is I announced it ahead of time and uh, I'm happy I got my guy um, to round off my bench I got Devin Singletary Jarvis Landry Trevor Lawrence as a backup Cleveland's defense Nelson Aguilar Tyrell Williams which is the steal of the draft in my opinion because Detroit has absolutely nobody 
besides Hawkinson as their tight end, and he's going to be their deep threat. Uh, and then James White to end my draft. Lord Fish, what do you think of my team? All right. It's all right. It's all right. I got Definitely the best not. draft grade in the draft, and I'm projected to go undefeated. And you say my team's all right? Grades don't mean shit. I'm projected to win. I'm projected to win this week. You know, I could lose. So you know, we'll you're we'll not see. playing against me. That's all I know. I'm projected to we'll, blow we'll up Teddy Crab himself. Um, but in the spirit of talking results, let's go over your team and break it down round by round. Let me hear it. All right. So I drafted third overall. So I took Alvin Kamara. I took Darren Waller. Then James Robinson, DJ Moore, Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Chase Claypool. Brandon Cooks, James Conner, New England's defense, Baker Mayfield, Elijah Moore, Evan Ingram, Carlos Hyde, Quinn Norton, and A.J. Green. I feel like my team's solid. I feel like my team's going to make a big playoff run, and I definitely have a great shot at winning this. I wanted to say something to you during the draft, but I figured I'd save it for the podcast. Quinn Norton, I feel like, is going to lose you couple games this year Um, i don't think so he's missed a couple extra points he's missed a couple field goals i am happy he's our field goal kicker because i'm excited he's young he's ready to go um but i do think i will not be surprised if we see you pop a blood vessel one week because he missed you with a 40 yard field goal and then you lose by two points (laughs) not gonna happen (laughs) we'll see we'll see what happens but um what i do like is that you snagged russell wilson at pick number five i know that's one of your favorite players i know you really like russell wilson and i do think you know with dk metcalf tyler lockett and um everett as their tight end i think they're gonna do good things um i also like that you got jerry judy at number six i actually wanted to draft jerry judy um but um you got him before i could so um i was a little upset about that but i i'm still happy with what i got um Baker as a backup, you know, I don't think I would start him week one, but you don't need to worry about that. You have fucking Russell Wilson, but I think Baker is a solid fantasy option, especially as a backup. And if you're in a two quarterback league, I do think starting Baker this week will be good. Um, this is ours is just a one quarterback league, 12, P, 12 man PPR. Um, so we're mainly just going to talk about that. But if you're in a two quarterback league, I would definitely start Baker this week. I think he can help you out. Um, all right, man, let's let's move on to the, the next team. And uh, because King's not here, I'm going to let you talk for King. Um, he started off with the eighth pick. Um, can you read me his results, please? Let me find his team. I don't have his no, team. I will, I will make this comment. King was the first one to draft a defense. He went for the defense I was actually going to go for. I was actually going to take a defense first, but because the defense was gone that, I, that he picked, I went for a field goal kicker. Um, and, and that's all I want to announce. Did you find his results? Yeah, they're a little scattered. Mind reading it out? Yeah, yeah, not a problem at all. So King drafted eighth overall. Um, he got Aaron Jones uh, running back from the Green Bay Packers. Um, with his number two pick, he got a steal with DK Metcalf. I'm surprised he went all the way to the 17th pick. I actually wanted DK. Um, if if I couldn't get Terry McLaurin, I know DK was going to go with form, but um, I'm still happy with Scary Terry. Um, besides that, he got Chris Carson. So he went Seattle, Seattle uh, with his third pick. Amari Cooper, Robert Tunyon, Jalen Hurts. Number seven, uh, his number seven pick um, 
he got Washington's defense. And that was, that was what upset me. Cause I really wanted Washington defense. I'm still trying to trade him for it, but he's being a little stubborn. I'll get him before the end of the year. I always get King to trade with me and I always get the better end of the deal. I can guarantee you that. Um, after that, he got Michael Pittman, Jr. DJ shark, uh, Leonard Fournette, Jalen Waddle, Cole Beasley, Philip Lindsay, Jared cook, Sammy Watkins, and he got Blankenship, uh, Indy's field goal kicker. So Kurt played it smart. He took a kicker at the end. I do think it's going to bite him in the ass because, once again, I feel like field goal kickers in this league this season is going to make or break it. Um, let's go to the draft results. When I say draft results, I'm talking about the recaps. Um, so I got an A-. minus. I got the badge for the best drafted team, even though I was the first overall pick. There was only one other team that got the best draft pick, and that was the number 12 team, um, uh, my buddy Joel. And he had a really good team as well. I'm really happy uh, if I read my recap. And this is one of the reasons why I like Yahoo, but they're not always right. But, you know, they do make some fun points. The biggest steal, like I said earlier, Tyrell Williams. Um, the wide receiver out of Detroit, they have no clear number one wide receiver and he's an experienced receiver. This could be his year. Um, I do. I am questioning myself whether or not I should start him, but I'm not going to start him week one because I want to see exactly what that Detroit offense can do. I honestly don't recommend starting any Detroit player besides Hawkinson if you have him. Um, and then once again, like I said earlier, going out on a limb. Uh, they said I drafted Devonta Smith too early, but once again, I do think he's going to be a Justin Jefferson this year, and I think I'm going to get those guaranteed points. Um, Lord Fish, what was your draft recap results? So I got a B minus. They said they were going that I was going out on a limb taking James Robinson, which I don't, I don't, round. I don't agree with that because I, I, I do either. think James Robinson is going to have a good year this year. They said I was fashionably late that I drafted DJ Moore. 46 overall, and I was the last manager in the league to draft a wide receiver. Completely fine with that. Um, week seven is going to be my toughest. I got a lot of players on the bench that week, big bye week. Going off of records, I have the toughest schedule late in the season for the last three weeks. And then Brandon Cooks was the first flex player taken uh, in the whole draft. I mean, we really call him a flex player. He's a wide receiver. Well, he was the first one to fit that role. I was yeah, the first I, I one did. to draft a player that could go into that role. But overall, I have the fifth best team off of the report card. We have one, two, three, four, five, six. Six uh, teams in the league that are under a C, and then six teams above a B-. minus. And then we had one team that was god-awful. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe that was our buddy Richberg who did that. Yeah, he's got a D. My no, projected I'm trying, you know, and he was actually talking a lot of shit before this draft. So when he saw his draft results, he stopped talking to me. <laughs> my uh my projected finish is fourth. So we'll see what happens with that. You wanna uh, you wanna announce to everybody what my projected finish is? Yeah, first. But first overall undefeated, baby. Black Bulls. This is the logo on my team. You see the flag right behind me. Black Bulls all the way, baby. That's what we're doing. We win in this championship. It's going to be easy. Easy. All right, man. So that's enough of our draft recap. That was fun. Uh, I'm very excited about fantasy this year. Um, what I want everybody to do now, if you're still watching, if you're still listening, we're going to start going into uh, our weekly setup. 
But before I start talking about who you should start, who you should sit, our weekly rankings, I'm going to announce uh, a monthly jersey giveaway. Um, we're going to set milestones for what we need to hit each month. So do me a favor, hit that like button, make a comment down at the end. I want you to comment your favorite team with your favorite player. And I promise you, if we hit a thousand likes on this video and we get a thousand subscribers, you are going to get the jersey of your choice. Uh, and saying that, I'm going to go ahead into my weekly start sit -em. And what I'm going to do is different from most channels. I'm going to go game by game. So each game that I say, I'm going to go through quarterback, wide receiver, tight end, defense. If you don't hear the player's name on your team called, that means don't start him. Leave him on your bench. And that's my personal opinion. So, so we got tonight's game. We got the Dallas Cowboys versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Start him. Of course, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott. If you have these guys, you have to start them without question. I think they're going to get you guaranteed points regardless of what your league setup is. Unless fucking your quarterbacks are running, don't start Tom Brady. But, <laughs> of course, Tom Brady, Dak, easy, guaranteed, start them studs. Um, wide receiver, you got C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup on the Dallas Cowboys side. And for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Godwin, Evans, and Brown. I think all these guys for both teams, this is going to be a, a slugfest. These guys are going to go up and down the field, no problem. I think there's going to be a lot of points in tonight's game, especially with Dallas's defense not, not looking too good right now. I, I think this is going to be – and uh, that offensive line for the Cowboys isn't looking too good. I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for all those Buccaneer boys to go. Um, when it comes to um, running backs, I'm going to say start Zeke. Even though Lord Fish doesn't trust him or like him, you still got to start him if you have him. And then for the Buccaneers, you know, last year there was a huge timeshare between Rojo and Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette came towards the end, but playoff Lenny showed up to come playoff time. But now that it's back in the regular season, I think if you have Rojo and Leonard Fournette, um, depending on when you drafted or when you got those guys, you have to start both of them. I think they're going to get you your points. Um, when it comes to tight ends, I don't trust anybody in this game. If you have one of these tight ends, I think you're in trouble, and I think you weren't paying attention during the draft, and you fucked up. Um, but if you need to rely on Gronk or uh, any of these Cowboys tight ends, I think you are in big trouble, and uh, you need to make a trade as soon as possible. If you're going to play a defense in this game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Going to get you your points 100%. They're one of the best defenses. This is another defense I wanted if I couldn't get Washington football team. I got to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I actually ended up getting the Cleveland Browns uh, but we'll talk about that later. Next game up, we have uh, Philly and Atlanta. Um, obviously, you're going to start both Jalen Hurts and Matt Ryan. Uh, wide receivers in this matchup, you have Jalen Rager, Devonta Smith, and Calvin Ridley for the Falcons. Uh, once again, there's no clear number one wide receiver in Philly. So Jalen Rager and Devonta Smith are going to be both must starts. These guys will get points. Um, I've been contemplating all week whether or not I want to start Jarvis Landry over Devonta Smith. But I'm going to let this play out, and I'm going to see what Devonta Smith can get me. I'm going to win regardless. I'm not worried about that. But if you are questioning that, I will say put Devonta Smith over Jarvis Landry. Or depending on who you have, you might want to leave Devonta Smith on your bench. But in my situation, I got Pat Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey. I'm going to go ahead and start Devonta Smith. He's going to get me those points. Um, For uh, running backs in this game, Miles Sanders, Mike Davis, both these guys are must-starts. They're going to get you those points. Um especially with these offenses. I, I think they're going to guarantee you some good points. Now, now I just want to make a comment. All these guys that I'm, I'm saying you should start, the reason why I'm saying start them is because I think they're going to get you 10 or more points in your game this week. Um, and you definitely want those points. That one or two point difference could be the reason why you lose. 
So once again, all the names I'm naming, I believe are going to get you 10 or more points. Going on to Pitt Buffalo, Josh Allen. I'm not, I'm not touching Ben Roethlisberger in this game. I'm going to leave him on my bench. If you have him, you, if you drafted him and he's your starting quarterback, I think you have big problems this season. Um, Josh Allen, I think, is going to have a huge year. Um, I contemplated drafting him first overall in the third round over Pat Mahomes, but that was because I knew Josh Allen was going to get me those running touchdowns. Um, but there's no way I can pick anybody over Pat Mahomes. Like Lord Fish said earlier, he's a consensus number one quarterback. There's, there's no question. Um, for wide receivers in this game, Juju Smith, Deontay Johnson for Pittsburgh. Ben's going to get you those points, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him throw a few interceptions and you don't want those negative points. Um, and then you have Stefan Diggs and Cole Beasley on the other side with Josh Allen. Cole Beasley, easily one of the best slot receivers in the NFL. I know Lord Fish has a lot of faith in him and he really likes him. I like him as well. I wanted to draft him, but, you know, King got him before I could. Fucking King. Um, for running backs in this game, I don't trust anybody on Buffalo, but Najee Harris, you know, the only clear-cut running back in Pittsburgh. I think he's a starting stud. I think you have to have this guy start every week, and I do think he's going to do big things for Pittsburgh. Tight ends in this game, none of them. I don't trust either of these guys to get me points. Um, I'm going to stay away from them for sure. Um, but if I'm going to play a defense in this game, I'm going to pick Buffalo because, once again, I do think Big Ben will throw a couple of interceptions. Maybe there's a turnover here. Najee Harris is a rookie running back. Maybe they get a fumble recovery. Uh, going into the next game, we have Minnesota versus Cincinnati. Uh, quarterbacks, I wouldn't start either of these guys. Um but I'm going to give you my picks. Um, if you have to start Kirk Cousins and Joe Burrow, start them. They're going to both air it out. I think it's going to be a great game. I think there's going to be a very uh, exciting game, you know, especially with Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Then you got T. Higgins and all those other boys on the other side. And since he, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, but wide receivers to start in this, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen uh, for Minnesota. Then you have Tyler Board. Uh, and then you have T. Higgins, like I just said, for uh, Cincinnati. Running backs, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, those are guaranteed starters every week. Um, tight ends, I don't trust any of them. Kyle Rudolph's no longer there. Um, I'm going to stay away from tight ends from either of these teams right now. Um, defense, not starting either of these defenses. Uh, I don't think they're going to get you any points to help you out. And if you have to use one of these defenses, then there's a problem. For San Fran versus Detroit, Jimmy G, clear-cut starter. Um, but till he loses his job to Trey Lance, uh, I will trust Jimmy G in this week one matchup versus Detroit. You know, he has Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. I think he's going to do good things. And I think Jimmy G can help you win your game this week. Um, once again, staying away from Detroit uh, for quarterback and wide receiver uh, running back. I'm not touching any of those in Detroit. The only player I'm playing in Detroit this week is TJ Hawkinson. Not touching anything else. If you have TJ, start him. He's going to do everything for you. Um, if you're playing a defense in this game, 49ers, they're going to destroy the Lions, and uh, they're going to get you a lot of points. I wouldn't be surprised if they're the number one defense this week. Going into the next matchup, you have Arizona Cardinals versus Tennessee Titans. If you have Kyler Murray or Ryan Tannehill, obviously start them. Um, wide receivers, Hopkins, Kirk uh, versus A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. If you have any of those guys, start them. They're going to get you your points. Um, running backs in this game. Uh, I was giving you a hard time about James Conner, but I do think you should start James Conner this week, um, especially against Tennessee. Tennessee's defense isn't really that good. Um, I do think Chase Edmonds also still gets you points. He's their receiving back. I think they're going to use him no matter what. Kyler Murray likes to run a lot, 
and that can be a safety blanket. Um, besides that, I don't even have to talk about Derrick Henry. You know he's going to fucking destroy. Uh, and with Chandler Jones and that whole situation going on over there, I'm not worried about J.J. Watt and none of that. Derrick Henry is going to run over all them boys. Um, going on to the next game, actually, um, tight end. If you need to, Anthony Frisker, you can start him. I do think Ryan Tannehill will use him if he has to, especially with Julio Jones over there with A.J. Brown. It's going to open up the whole field. Frisker could be – he could be one of those sleeper tight ends this year. That's all I have to say about that. Um, I'm not touching any of those defenses. Uh, Seattle versus Indy. Russell Wilson is the only quarterback I'm going to talk about in this game. That's all I'm going to say. Wide receivers, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Uh, if you're going to start anybody from Indy, it's going to be Michael Pittman. Um, for tight end, I think Gerald Everett is going to be another sl- sleeper tight end. Um, Russell Wilson is known for making unknown tight ends viable in fantasy, and I think Gerald Everett is going to be a fucking huge, huge, huge trade target this year. Get him early, get him young. Well, nobody knows anything about him. I do think Russell Wilson turns him into a beast, and I know Lord Fish over here is going to love him when he gets him all his points in that in that red zone. Um, if you have to pick a tight end for um, Indiana, Jack Doyle. You know, um, when Carson Wentz was in Philly, his safety blanket was um, uh, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. Um, those tight ends ate all the time in Philly. And uh, right now, I don't think he has a rapport. You know, he's been injured. And then with COVID and everything going on, um, he hasn't really got to build any chemistry with any of the receivers. Um, so I do think his safety blanket will be Jack Doyle. Uh, and I would stay away from anybody else at this point in time. If you're going to play defense in this game, uh, even though I think Russell Wilson's going to light it up, I would pick Indy because Indy does have the better defense in this game. And I do think there'll be a tough matchup for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Uh, going on to the next game and one of the games I want to watch this this week, um, you have the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Washington football team. If you have Justin Herbert, start him 100%. If you have Ryan Fitzpatrick, start him 100%. I think Fitzmatrick still got it. People are giving him a hard time because he's going into his 16th year. Um, they're also giving Ron Rivera a hard time because he's only had three winning seasons. I've uh, been to a Super Bowl but lost. Uh, I, I do think he's a good coach, and, uh, you know, they just – they just brought back an old friend with Curtis Samuel over there. You know, you have uh, Logan Thomas at tight end. Uh, you have Scary Terry McLaurin. You have Antonio Gibson. I think this Washington team is full of weapons. And uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick has never had this. He's never been on a playoff team. So I do think this is the year. A lot of people are saying the that the Washington football team doesn't have a chance. I do think this is a playoff team, and I do think they have a chance to compete. A lot of people forget that um, they played the Buccaneers last year and they had a chance to win that game. I just want to throw that out there. Um, But continuing what we're going on with wide receivers, you have Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, uh, and Curtis Samuel. Uh, For running back, Austin Eckler, Antonio Gibson. For tight end, Logan Thomas. If you're going to pick a defense in this game, Washington football team, I think they're going to make things rough for um, Austin Eckler and Justin Herbert, for sure. Keenan Allen is probably going to eat in this game, especially with Chase Young running after Justin Herbert. I think Keenan Allen's going to get a lot of targets, for sure. Going on to probably the worst game of the week, we have the New York Jets versus the Carolina Panthers. Um, I hate saying this, but if you're going to start anybody in this game, it's going to be Sam Darnold. Um, I'm not saying – I'm not – Zach Wilson is too soon. Let's see what he can do week one. They don't have a lot of weapons over there, especially with um, – people out for injury or COVID right now. Um, but yeah, uh, wide receivers, Corey Davis, Elijah Moore. Um, and for the Panthers, you got DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson. Uh, running back, obviously Christian McCaffrey. 
um, tight end. I'm not touching any of these tight ends in this game. And if you're going to play a defense in this one, it's going to be the Panthers against the Jets. I think they're going to have to work out the kinks. I did tell uh, Lord Fish in the past episode, I do think Zach Wilson will be one of the best quarterbacks of this rookie class. Um, but I don't think we're going to see it right away. I think we're going to have to give this guy a few weeks to get his shit together. And that's just my personal opinion. Um, next matchup, we have Jacksonville versus Houston, another shit show. If you're going to start anybody here, you're going to start Trevor Lawrence. You're not going to start Tyrod Taylor. I don't care if he's playing against Jacksonville's terrible defense. Um, if you're going to play anybody in this one for wide receiver, you have Marvin Jones, DJ Shark, and Shellnut. Uh, the only person I would allow to play in this game for Houston for wide receiver is Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks is going to get – a lot of targets, so congrats to you, Bobby. I think you're going to get a lot of points for Brandon Cooks this week. Um, running back, the only running back I'm trusting in this game is James Robinson, another one of your players. I think he's going to have a good game. Um, for tight end, if you need to, Jordan Atkins. Um, you shouldn't have this guy on your team. He should be in a lot of people's waivers. Um, I would watch him right now. I do think moving forward, Jordan Atkins will be a huge you know, target piece for that quarterback situation down there. Um, and a huge safety blanket, but um, I wouldn't trust any of them personally. Um, but if you had to pick one in this game, Jordan Atkins, I think will help you out. Uh, I'm not touching any defense in this game. Next game, we have Cleveland versus Kansas city. Uh, we have Pat Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, start both of them um, for wide receivers. You have Landry Beckham versus Tyree kill and McCole Hardman. I do think McCole Hardman will have a better year this year. Um, another reason why I picked Pat Mahomes. Uh, I, I just Travis Kelsey, McCole Hardman and Tyree Kill. I, I think it's just going to be too much for teams. And I do think CH, uh, the running back, will get better this year for sure. Um, for running backs, um, you have Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and uh, CEH, just like I said. Uh, you got to start all those guys if you have them. I don't care if you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Let them both play. Um, tight ends, Travis Kelsey. I don't trust Austin Hooper. Um, I do think he will get better. But for this week one matchup, once again, all these picks are for week one matchups, not the season. Uh, I'm not I'm not playing Hooper in this one. Uh, if you're going to pick a defense in this one, I think this one's going to be a high scoring nail by your game. But if you have to play a defense, I would play the Chiefs. Um, next game, we have our hometown team. We have the Miami Dolphins versus our New England Patriots. Um, if you have to play a quarterback in this one, I'm not playing Mac Jones. I will play Tua. And the reason why I'm playing Tua is because of all the weapons he has. And that's going to go into the wide receivers. Devontae Parker. Jalen Waddle, then you have the tight end, Mike Kosecki. I think Tua, you know, last year people gave him a hard time. He didn't have a preseason. He didn't have a training camp. He didn't have any of that. He had an injury he was recovering from. I do think Tua can be a good quarterback this year for fantasy. Um, I don't think he's a top 12 or let alone 15 quarterback, but that's based off last year. I do think he can make that next step going forward uh, this season. Uh, so I'm very excited to see this game. Uh, I know you're very excited as well. Um, but going back into it, um, for wide receivers, Devontae Parker, Jalen Wild for Miami. For the Patriots, the only wide receiver I'm, I'm, I'm going to trust, and I know this is probably going to be a shock to you, but Nelson Aguilar. Um, I don't trust Jacoby Myers yet. Um, he drops the ball way too much for my liking, and I do think every team knows he's going to be our new number one wide receiver. So I think there's going to be two close bodies and too many eyes on him. So I think Nelson Aguilar is going to benefit from this. Um, for tight ends, Mike Isecki, Jonu Smith, if you need to. Um, I don't really trust any Patriots tight ends right now. Hunter Henry's banged up. And uh, Jonu Smith, I like him a lot. But uh, and just once again, this is the week one matchup. I don't really trust Jonu. But if you need a tight end, 
Uh, I'm putting Jonu Smith out there over Hunter Henry. Uh, for running backs, Miles Gaskin, uh, Damian Harris, I think they're both going to have good games. Um, I think Damian Harris will have a better game versus Miles Gaskin. That's just my, my pick. Um, and for defense, I'm only picking the Patriots in this one. Uh, next game, you have Green Bay versus New Orleans. Aaron Rodgers, I'm not, you can't trust Jameis or Taysom or anything going on in New Orleans right now with the quarterback situation. I'd wait a few weeks. If you have him on your bench, just leave him there. Um, for wide receiver, Devontae Adams. Uh, Randall Cobb. Uh, and the reason why I say Randall Cobb, there's a reason why Aaron Rodgers brought him back. Um, he's going to go right back into the slot. Um, you have all the wide receivers in Green Bay, obviously, but I do think they're going to – Aaron Rodgers is here to prove a point and make a, send a message to the league and to the team. Um, I think Randall Cobb is going to be the beneficiary of all the bullshit that's been going on, and I would not be surprised if he had a solid 10, 12 points this week. Uh, like talk about like four or five catches and, you know, 50, 60, 70 yards, probably a touchdown. I think Randall Cobb is going to have a good week. For a tight end, you got Robert Tunyon and then Green Bay's defense. Uh, going into Denver versus uh, the New York Giants, I'm not picking any of these quarterbacks. I don't care if Teddy Bridgewater – I like Teddy Bridgewater, and I had him last year as, as a bench player when my guy got hurt. Um, and Teddy Bridgewater was good for me. But um, with this new the, – the, the team is too new for him, right? Like, he just got to Denver. Uh, yeah, he had a preseason. Yeah, he had a training camp. But, like, I do have Noah Fant, and I know you have Jerry Judy. I think those guys will get you your points. But I don't think Teddy Bridgewater is going to go out and outscore the quarterback you're matched up against. So I'm staying away from him. I'm also staying away from Daniel Jones. I don't know what's going to happen with Sterling Shepard, uh, Evan Ingram, or any of those boys out there. I think Saquon's going to have a huge game out of this, but I don't trust Daniel Jones right now, especially not against Denver's defense. Denver's defense is really good. So that's why I say don't touch any of these guys. And if you need one of them, there's a problem, huge problem. Wide receiver, the only wide receivers in this game I'm going to touch is Jerry Judy or Sterling Shepard. Um, running backs, Melvin Gordon, Saquon Barkley. Uh, tight ends in this one, Noah Fant, Kyle Rudolph. Now, once again, Kyle Rudolph was recently with Minnesota, is now with the New York Giants. Uh, I do think that's going to be huge for him. Uh, and then Denver Broncos defense, I think they're going to have a great game. Chicago versus the Rams. Um, now, before I talk about this, I do want to make a prediction. I do think Andy Dalton will, will obviously start this game, just like everybody knows. But I do think by week two or three, Justin Fields will become the starter. And one of the reasons why I think that is I think the Rams defense is going to destroy Andy Dalton so bad, they're going to be forced to play the starter. And that's going to put all uncertainty and doubt under the bed. And then out comes Justin Fields to where he plays good. So Justin Fields will be a guaranteed starter moving forward, probably after week three. But as of now, you got to keep him on the bench. Don't even touch Andy Dalton, leave him the fuck alone. But once again, Matthew Stafford, who has been on shitty team his entire career, talking about a quarterback has thrown over 5,000 passing yards in a season. He now has one of the best offenses in the NFL with uh, Bobby Woods and uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, Tyler Higby, I think they're going to be great. Um, I think they're going to look really well. If you have Matthew Stafford, he, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a top six quarterback moving forward. Um, going off of wide receivers, I just brought up Cooper Cup, Bobby Woods, guaranteed starts. Allen Robinson for Chicago. I don't touch anybody else. Um, David Montgomery, if you have to start him, start him. You probably, you know, 
drafted him with a high price tag to get him because he is a good running back. But against that Rams defense, you know, Aaron Donald and them boys, uh, I don't think he's going to do much for you. But once again, if you have to start him, start him. Uh, and then Daryl Henderson. Once again, I, I have to start him. He's my clear-cut number two running back. Um, I'm not really worried uh, about the Bears' defense that much. Uh, I think this is going to be a good game. Um, and then if you're going to play a defense, once again, the Rams' defense, Aaron Donald and boys, they're going to eat. The next and last game, we have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, the only quarterback I'm trusting in this one is Lamar Jackson. Uh, this dude, once again, his wide receivers are banged up. He has to go out there with fucking Sammy Watkins and uh, Marquise Brown. Um, you got my boy, Mark Andrews, but that's really all he has. And then Gus the Bus Edwards. Um, I think Lamar Jackson is not only going to have a big game throwing the ball, but running the ball. And I don't think this Raiders defense is going to be able to stop him. So Lamar Jackson is the only quarterback I'm trusting. Um, besides that, once again, if you're picking a wide receiver in this game, the only one I'm touching is uh, Marquise Brown. Hollywood Brown is a stud. Um, I do think they drafted his replacements, um, but I, I don't think Hollywood Brown is going to be good moving forward. But week one, I'm playing Hollywood Brown if you have him. Um, but if you do have him, he's probably your flex because um, I don't think he's going to be one of your top three wide receivers, depending like seeing where he's been drafted. Um, but if you need to start him, start him. If you have to start Henry Ruggs, there's a problem on your team. But I do think Henry Ruggs will be a, a good wide receiver. You know, I thought I had high hopes from last year. He didn't work out, but I do think things happen for him this year for sure, especially with Nelson Aguilar now in New England. Uh, tight end. This is, I think this is the best tight end matchup week one. You have Mark Andrews with Baltimore versus fucking Darren Waller. And um, I'm very curious to see how this plays out. I know you said you think he's the number two tight end in the league after Travis Kelsey. I told you I think it's going to be Mark Andrews in the. Uh, so I, I'm I'm very I'm gonna pay close attention to this one and we're gonna compare stats next week when we go over our week two matchups and we'll you know we'll get to talk about that. If you're gonna play a defense in this one, it's gonna be the Baltimore Ravens. But that is my week one recap of Stardom Sidem. Once again, if you didn't hear a player called, it's not because I didn't like them, it's just based off the matchups and all the research I did. These are the guys that I want you to play. These are the guys that are gonna help you win your week one matchups, and I hope this helped you whatsoever. Now Lord Fish did not know any of that, what I was about to say. He's probably wondering why the hell I haven't shut up yet. But I'm going to ask him his thoughts on my week one startup setup. What do you got, man? I like it. I think it's pretty good. The only thing I would change is probably taking um, Mac Jones over Tua. Well, once again, it's, it's based off who you should start, who you should sit. Like, if you have to start Mac Jones, there's a problem. Um, I, to where I think there are people out there who would start Tua. Um, I honestly didn't want to name either of them, but I do think Tua will get you the points to help you win your game. Uh, and, and that's all it is. Um, moving forward, I do think at the end of the, when it's all said and done, I think at the end of the year, Mac Jones will be the quarterback. But based off week one, if you need a starter, I think Tua will help you get more points. That, that, that's all that was. That, that, that's it. Now, that was my stardom situm. The next thing I want to talk about is my rankings, and I have a bunch of different rankings. Um, so I'm going to start off with quarterbacks, and these are the quarterbacks I think are going to do the best going into week one. And I'm going to name – I don't want to do too much. I'll name my top 14 because I know there's some 14-team leagues out there. Um, so you shouldn't have to worry about anything else, but I'm not going to go down the whole list of all the quarterbacks. I'm just going to name my top 14 starters – and who you should have out there as your quarterback. 
I know there's some greedy people out there who drafted two highly priced quarterbacks early, and that happens all the time. So you might have to be like, fuck, I need somebody else. So week one, I just ended the stardom sit with this guy, Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson is going to destroy the Raiders. I think he's your clear-cut number one quarterback going into this week. I knew that, and I still drafted Pat Mahomes first overall. Once again, this is about week one, not about the whole year. Um, Lamar Jackson week one probably will have the most points for your fantasy quarterback. Number two, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is going to have a big game. Three, you have Pat Mahomes. Four, Josh Allen. Five, Tom Brady. Six, Ryan Tannehill. Seven, Aaron Rodgers. Eight, Matthew Stafford. Nine, Jalen Hurts. And ten, I have Russell Wilson. Going into the, the 15, we have 11 with Dak Prescott. 12 with Justin Herbert. 13, Kirk Cousins. 14, Matt Ryan. And then I'll just end off at number 15, Joe Burrow. If I was going to close off after that, I'd have Trevor Lawrence at number 16. Those are my top 16 quarterbacks. Um, Once again, you shouldn't have to play anybody after Justin Herbert. But if you're in a 14-team league, I think you need to start Kirk Cousins, Matt Ryan. Um, I would not touch Joe, Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence in this first week. Earlier, I said if you had Baker Mayfield, you could start him in a two quarterback league but I, I'm still not putting Baker Mayfield as a starter if you're in a 12 or a 14-team league. I just wanted to clarify that. Um, going into running backs, I don't think it matters what week this guy's playing or who he's matched up against. Christian McCaffrey is the clear-cut number one. Um, Dalvin Cook, number two. Alvin Kamara, number three. Aaron Jones, number four. Derrick Henry, five. Jonathan Taylor, six. Nick Chubb, seven, Joe Mixon, eight, James Robinson, nine, Antonio Gibson, 10. Those are my 10 top running backs this week that I believe will be leading the way in points. To round out the top 15, we have Najee Harris, Austin Eckler, Zeke Elliott, Saquon Barkley, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Those are going to be your go-to guys. Now, if you have other running backs that you have to worry about, like your number two or your flex, don't worry, I'll keep going. To hit number 16, we have Miles Sanders. We have Daryl Henderson, 17, Gus Edwards, 18, Chris Carson, 19, Raheem Mostert at number 20. Um, to keep going, we have Miles Gaskin, 21, Mike Davis, 22, David Montgomery, 23, Damian Harris, 24, uh, Kareem Hunt, 25, Josh Jacobs, 26, Ronald Jones, 27, James Conner, 28, Melvin Gordon, 29, and DeAndre Swift, 30. If I could, I wouldn't even have DeAndre Swift on the list, but he's going to be a starting running back this week. So I have to give him a spot. Um, after that, I'm going to name you my top wide receivers that you want on your team. Um, the guy I think is going to eat the most this week, especially with the defense he's going up against, I think it's going to be Keenan Allen. Uh, after that, I have my guy, Scary Terry McLaurin. Number three, Allen Robinson. Number four, C.D. Lamb. And number five, Jerry Judy. Uh, I do think these guys flourish and have huge weeks this week and will also be your starting studs moving forward throughout the entire season. Um, Lord Fish, after hearing all that, do you have any comments? So shocked you put Russell Wilson at 10. Once again, it's based off the week one matchup, and he's going up against I, a good defense. The Colts are right. They ain't that good. Hey, man, if you don't think the Colts' defense is good, then you, you're going to be shocked. I'm not, saying, you're I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm saying they're all right. Hey, man, I, it, it's not that I don't think he's good. Like I said, he's a top-10 quarterback. and uh, no. But once again, he's going up against a top-ranked defense, even Doesn't though he matter. has DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and Garrett Everett. I, I don't Except- think he's going to be a top-scoring wide receiver, a top-scoring quarterback this week. 
Expect them to be in the top five at the end of week one. All right. Remember you said that. We're going to talk about that, and then, you know, we can go back and forth each week. But once again, for my week one matchups, I have him as my number 10 quarterback. I don't think he's going to outscore the other guys I named. And would you add James Robinson at? For running back? Yeah. He, uh, he was high. I had him at number nine. Against a shitty Texans defense? Yes, because I don't think he's going to outscore the other guys I named. We'll see. He's not going to have more points than McCaffrey. He's not going to have more points than Cook. He's not going to have more points than Kamara, Aaron Jones, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon. If anything, if anything, he'll have more points than Joe Mixon. He'll be the top. He'll be eight. He's not going to outscore any of those other guys. You're right. We'll see. All right, that was our stardom situm, and that was our rankings for those positions. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you liked it. I hope this is able you're able to take this and use this to your advantage to help you win your week in and week out. As you can see, based off our draft results, I know what I'm doing here. I'm gonna win, and I'm gonna help you win. This poor guy is just a witness to what's about to happen to him. That, that's it. That's it. Um, I want to end football, or at least the NFL talk, with. Um, with what I saw this morning, and I was kind of shocked. So, uh, Lord Fish, let me ask you. If you were going to pick the top five selling jerseys right now, what players do you think would be there? Oof. Mac Jones. Okay. Tom Brady. Yep. Uh, Justin Fields. Uh, I know James Robinson just switched his number from 30 to 25. You think, But even uh, if you think James Robinson would be a top five selling nah, in the NFL? Nah. So, Tom Brady, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, I'll say Zach Wilson, and then um, Gardner Minshew. Gardner Minshew. Yeah, we'll go with him. Just because he went to the Eagles, we'll just go with him. Yeah, but they still got Jalen Hurts. You think he's going to be a top selling jersey? <laughs> yep, absolutely. <laughs> Fine, man. Who do, who You're close. Got, man. You actually did very well. You got three out of the five correct. But I'm going to read it down in order. Uh, you got Josh Allen ranked number one with the top selling jersey currently in the NFL. Mac Jones is actually number two, which we all knew that was going to happen. As soon as he was announced as a starter and they released Cam Newton, everybody in New England is getting ready for that season. And there is New England Patriots fans all over the world. Um, so I am not shocked to see Mac Jones number two. Tom Brady is actually ranked number three behind Mac Jones. So I think this whole jersey selling controversy is going to come into play when we see them in week four. And I'm very excited about that matchup. That's my, that's the one game I have circled on the schedule for the entire season. Um, number four, you were right with Justin Fields. Um, good shit there. I think everybody is ready. Poor Andy Dalton. Uh, it's probably, he probably has a broken heart right now, but everybody's ready for the future in Chicago. They haven't had a good quarterback since the golden arm of Kyle Orton. <laughs> and that's just sad. Uh, besides that, uh, Patrick Mahomes rounds off number five. That was the last person that you missed. So you missed number one and number five, but you got the three in the middle correct. Uh, I know you wanted to talk about the season before we moved on to something else. What, what were your questions that you had? Well, there's just a couple things I want to go over. So as everyone saw, Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell's back in the mix. You know, he signed with the Ravens practice squad. All they have right now is Gus Edwards and Tyson Williams. J.K. Dobbins and Justice Hill, the starter and the third string, are both out for the season. So we'll see if he ends up getting bumped up and maybe he can um, revamp his career. And then I really wanted to talk about is this healthcare fraud scheme. Just wanted yeah, to touch on it real quick. 
So I was really but, upset when I read the article and I sent it to you right away because one of my favorite players was involved. Um, but go ahead and tell everybody about it. So we, I'm just going to touch on it real quick. I'm not going to get into too many details, but Quentin Portis has pleaded guilty to the scheme. I think he came out to like something crazy, like $3 million. It was him and 14 other former NFL players, but he faces a max penalty of 10 years. And because he's pled guilty, he will be sentenced January 6th, 2022. So stay tuned for that. I mean, I know he announced that he was going to pay back everything he took. Um, so because of that, I'm assuming it will be a light sentence. Um, Clinton Portis was one of my favorite players growing up. Um, watching him with the Redskins. It's one of the reasons why I have love for the Washington football team now. Um, I, I'm very excited um, for that team, but um, you know, this is, this is kind of a shitty situation, but um, you know, shit happens. People go through shit. We don't know every day, even if they're retired hall of famers, um, you know, everybody has problems. So that's all I'll say on that. What else you got for us? All right. So most exciting game and least exciting game. My most exciting game in my opinion, this week is definitely Dolphins at the Patriots. You know, it's two and Mac, former college teammates playing against each other, young quarterbacks in the AFC East. There's a lot of new players to the Patriots, um, a lot of returning players. So I'm excited about that. And then my least exciting game is the 49ers versus the Lions. It's just two shitty teams, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't blame you for those picks. I might agree with you on the, the least exciting game. I probably won't even watch that because I have no dog in that fight. Uh, nobody on either side for fantasy. Um, also, I don't care about either of those teams, but I am a football fan. Um, one of my most exciting games is probably going to be that Washington football game versus uh, the Chargers, just because I think there's going to be a lot of action in that game on defense and offense. It's gonna, I'm hoping it's going to be a high-scoring battle, um, you know, especially like – I really like Austin Eckler as a running back. I don't have him this year, but he did me dirty last year, but I wish him nothing but success. And I know him and Justin Herbert play good. I know you like Justin Herbert. I think he's going to be a good quarterback, but that Washington football defense is, I think, to me, the most exciting thing right now in football. And Chase Young is one of my favorite players. As soon as they announce that new team name and those new jerseys, I plan on getting a Chase Young jersey for sure. That number 99 is sick. Um but my most exciting game for sure is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cleveland Browns. Uh, a lot of people forget they played each other last year and they were one touchdown and one play away from uh, beating the Chiefs to go to going further in the playoffs. Um, so that's all I want to say about that. I want to see this revamped Cleveland Brown defense. I have this Browns defense. Like I said, and I made it known uh, there's three there three defenses I wanted this year. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Washington football team. And if I couldn't get those, I wanted the Cleveland Browns with Jadavian Clowney on that side. I, I think they're going to be tough. And I think a lot of people are sleeping on the Browns this year. Uh, I know there's a couple of people who actually have them projected to go to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't go that far, but I do think they're going to be a playoff team for sure. And I, I'm hoping that defense gets me a lot of points. Um, but yeah, man, those are my picks. All right, let's move on to some college football. So I just want to go over some games, some players, et cetera. So we'll start off this past week. Number 10, UNC versus Virginia Tech. UNC lost 17 to 10, got completely outplayed. Heisman hopeful, UNC quarterback, Sam Howell, played awful. He was 17 for 32, 208 yards, one touchdown, three interceptions. UNC wasn't efficient on third downs, and that was 
which led to their downfall. They were two for 10 on third downs. All right, before you keep bashing my school and my team, right? And for everybody who doesn't know, I'm a diehard Tar Heels fan, UNC all day, every day. That offensive line crumbled under pressure. Sam Howell had no time to do anything. This guy, one of the interceptions which led to a touchdown, you know, it wasn't even his fault. The receiver couldn't hold on to the ball. Um, so he did throw three interceptions. Um, downs, eight receptions, 123 yards, and one touchdown. That guy, if he keeps playing like that, he's going to be a guaranteed Heisman Trophy winner, in my opinion, and I'm excited for his NFL career. Um, we fixed the offensive line. We have no problems. Um, Sam Howell, I told you last year, and I'm telling you again this year, I, he's one of my favorite quarterbacks in all of college football. I think he's going to be a stud in the NFL when his time comes. And you know me, man. I'm one of the pickiest players or pickiest fans when it comes to picking studs. Um, there's a lot of people I talk shit about, and usually I'm right. Um, I, I do believe I'm still right about Sam Howell. I don't blame him for what happened against Virginia Tech. Did you see that crowd, by the way? That was the first, first game in a long in a long time with all their fans, and that stadium was fucking rocking. That was fucking crazy. I felt the emotion from my couch, and I wasn't even on that field. I can't even imagine what those players were going through. They couldn't even hear each other. It was that loud. And uh, I'm so happy college football's back. But what else you got for me, man? So Alabama, number one, smoked. University of Miami, number 14. Whoever made you Miami, number 14, has got to get fired. They lost 44 to 13. It's absolutely <laughs> embarrassing. One big um, thing that came from the game, Bryce Young showed he's a front runner for the Heisman. Passing 27 for 38, 344 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Miami QB, another Heisman hopeful, played not bad but not good either. 23 for 30, 179 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions. Alabama was efficient on third downs, going 10 for 16, and completely played out you Miami. Let me ask you a question real quick. Um, I don't know if you're going to touch on this because we didn't talk about college football before this at all. We're, this is something you're bringing to my attention now. Um, one of the biggest takeaways I saw from uh, week one of college football is Ohio State's defense struggled against Minnesota. Minnesota put up 31 points against them. Yeah, Ohio State still won by 14, 45 to 31. But um, are you worried about Ohio State at all this year? No. I'm never worried about them. As a Michigan fan, I can care less about Ohio State. <laughs> but yeah, you, you said you're never worried about them. I love how you say that. Um, what was the biggest surprise or the biggest game of week one that you saw besides UNC? Keep them out of your mouth. So I remember texting you saying that Georgia was going to win. I was uh, very impressed with them. JT Daniels, you know, he didn't throw any touchdowns, but he's still 22 for 30 passing. Um, I was shocked Montana upset University of Washington, which is crazy. And then UCLA upset. I think LSU was ranked number 16. They upset them 38-27. And then Notre Dame barely survived against Florida State, which I want to get into about Mackenzie Milton. What about him? All right. So for everybody that doesn't know about Mackenzie Milton, he used to play at University of Central Florida. Milton's last game was November 23rd, 2018. At the time, he played for USCF, and it was their finale against the University of Southern Florida. During the second quarter, Milton was tackled by two USF defenders, which caused Milton to dislocate his knee. 
He was rushed to Tampa General Hospital. Upon arrival, doctors found extensive damage to the arteries and nerves in his right knee. Emergency surgery was taken. He had a total of three surgeries. Milton underwent reconstructive knee surgery in January of 2019. Last December, December 3rd, 2020, Milton announced he would transfer for the 2021 season. About 10 days after that, he announced that he would play at Florida State. Fast forward to this past Sunday, September 5th, he returned for the first time in the fourth quarter, going five for eight, 48 passing yards, led the Seminoles back from a 10-point deficit in the fourth quarter, bringing them to OT against number nine, Notre Dame. They still lost, but I think it's kind of cool how he overcame his adversity. They almost cut this dude's leg off, and uh, he came back to play, which is pretty incredible. Yeah, I know. It is incredible, and that was a very entertaining game. But um, I think Notre Dame is getting a lot of flack right now from a lot of people saying they're not that good and they shouldn't be ranked in the top ten. But um, one thing I can say about that program is, uh, you know, they play with class and they're very good. Um, I, I I think people are going to be surprised when they're still sitting there come playoff time at the end of the season. Um, you have any games that you're excited about this week, second week so, of college football? This upcoming week, they, there really isn't a lot of good matchups, you know, early There's in the only season, two games that I'm excited about. And uh, well, the first game is obviously the Tar Heels. They get a chance to go out and prove themselves, you know, playing against Georgia State. And the second game, you have number 12, Oregon versus uh, Ohio State. So, I mean, those mm-hmm. are the only two games I really care about. Obviously, I think UNC is going to blow out uh, Georgia State. But I do think Oregon, uh, Ohio State is going to be a battle. And um, yep. one of the undefeated teams is going to get a, a, a the first loss for the season. So. I love I'm looking forward to this matchup. So usually in the as you know this as well as I do in the beginning of the college football season, a lot of the bigger name schools, they play shitty teams. Yep. Just beat the living crap out of them and then they go on to play in their Yeah, I'm pretty sure Alabama's playing like Mercer this week. Yeah. They always play like two <laughs> shitty teams. But this week I'm definitely excited for uh Oregon, Ohio State, Texas, Arkansas, Iowa, Iowa State, Washington versus Michigan. I'll be interested to see if uh, Washington can bounce back after getting beat by Montana, which is a joke. Um, I expect Michigan to absolutely crush them. And then Stanford versus USA. Those couple, are my uh, – couple good matchups. Yeah. You got anything but else for us? Your Tar Heels are now ranked uh, number 24 in the nation. 24, from, baby. Kobe, son. That means we still got a chance. Yep. They went from 10 to 24, so – We'll see what happens. I'm honestly surprised we didn't fall out of the rankings completely. I'm not going to lie to you. But, um, and the, uh, yeah, it's the AP top 25. We still, we still have one of the best ranked offenses in the league. Once again, we, the line just needs to fix their problems and they'll be right back in it. Uh, one loss does not worry me. Who we lost to is what worries me, but I, I think we'll be right back in it. Um, obviously against Georgia State. Fair enough. What else you got, man? So, last topic we're going to move on to. As I saw, I watched a podcast. It was the Full Send podcast. The Nelk boys, they were interviewing Jake Paul. And we talked about this last week. But he said, they asked him about how he finds his opponents. And he goes, he goes into pay-per-view buys, all this, all that. He kind of touched on the Austin McBroom thing. He said he wouldn't fight Austin McBroom or KSI, who's another big social uh, influencer because that's a step back for him because he's fought and the talent has gotten better and better and better. He's looking at Tommy Fury and street Jesus. So um, 
I guess him and Jorge Masvidal have been going back and forth in the DMs on Instagram arguing. And then he also believes he can sell a fight with Tommy Fury. So we'll see what happens there. If, if he's going to fight anybody, I want him to fight Jorge. Um, Jorge is somebody I would pay to watch fight. Um, and I have no doubt in my mind, you know, Jorge being a street brawler, you know, that's, that's where you got to start gang bread, you know, fighting in those cages outside. Uh, I think he would put uh, Paul on his ass. And I, I'm, not, I'm not worried about his boxing whatsoever, especially since he's wants the fight. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's prepared for it. Also, he, he deserves that payday. I, I think everybody would pay to watch that fight because this would be his first true real test of a young well, not too young. He's he's kind of old, but he's not as old as Tyron Woodley. As it, but you would get somebody who's fit, ready to go, and and ready to attack. Um, I don't the, think it'd be you can't buy out Monsterall. You can't buy him out. That that's all the, I gotta say. The only reason I don't think he would be able to make that fight is because Dana White and Jake Paul hate each other, and uh, I think Jorge Masvidal is still in the contract with the UFC. But with all this going on, you know, we've seen influencers and athletes and all these other people go into boxing and promote this and you know make money out of it what's coming up now is we're having celebrities doing commentating and do you think it's bad or good you know they don't have the experience they don't know what they're talking about but i don't know if you saw kevin hart and snoop they were like um, commentating the olympics they were it was absolutely hilarious yeah i saw it. it was funny so do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? Do you think like they should have guys that are, you know, the celebrities that are hilarious and then someone that actually knows what they're talking about? Do you think they should just go with the celebrities or just guys? No, I think it should hundred percent be uh, a celebrity or two celebrities with somebody who knows exactly what they're talking about. Like uh, for example, when we saw Stephen A. Smith matched up with Joe Rogan, Obviously, Stephen A. Smith didn't know what the hell he was talking about, and Joe Rogan called him out on that. But those interactions is what I love. You know, if if you don't know something, then teach them something. And uh, I, you know, I'm all about humility. If you're able to teach me something, uh, then hell yeah, man, I, I want to learn from you. I want to know so I can become the best at it. That you know, that's what people do, and I think that's how Stephen A. approached that situation. Stephen A. is a huge personality on ESPN. And to where they just switched first take entirely. And uh, now he has multiple guests coming in weekly on different days. Um, Tim Tebow being one of those. Um, Tim Tebow Fridays, he's going to go over the NFL and college football every week with Stephen A. So I'm very excited to see that. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, I think adding celebrity adds more viewers. And I do think, especially with boxing, you know, boxing, you know, it's up there for sure. Um, I, especially for UFC, you know, we got to get these guys views. We need to get these guys paid. And you got people that are choosing not to fight people because, you know, I just learned not too long ago, they get paid the same regardless of who they fight. Uh, you know, yeah. now we're, we're missing out on what could be great fights because people don't want to risk getting hurt over nothing. It's not worth it to them. Why, why am I getting paid a hundred thousand to fight the greatest fighter in the world versus a hundred thousand to fight average Joe outside of fucking seven 11. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I don't blame these mm-hmm. guys at all. Get your money, stay healthy, stay, stay safe. You know, and it sucks, but it's the truth. So if you get more celebrities ringside, whether it's UFC, whether it's boxing, uh, I don't care if it's the NBA, NFL, cool. It's going to shine more light on those sports. You're going to get more fans in those seats and uh, things are going to get better for everybody. 
So speaking of celebrities, Donald Trump and Donald Trump Jr. have signed a contract to provide commentary on a game cast of this Saturday's boxing event headlined by Vander Holyfield versus Vitor Belfort. Uh, Troller told ESPN this yesterday. They'll be ringside in Hollywood, Florida at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino. Trump has been a veteran of the fight game, having hosted many boxing matches in the 80s and 90s at casinos in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Originally, Oscar De La Hoya was supposed to fight, but he tested positive, so Vander Holyfield stepped in on short notice. Tito Ortiz versus Anderson Silver also on the card. What do you think? I'm, I'm happy because I get to see people who I, I grew up with and was a fan of, you know, Tito Ortiz, Anderson Silva. Like, who doesn't want to see that? They're just old now, man. Um, obviously, they're still in great shape. These guys are professional fighters who have been doing this for years. So I'm sure we're going to get an entertaining fight. Um, but this is just boxing. We're, we're not going to get mm-hmm. to see any of those kicks or any of that stuff. It reminds me of, I don't know if you've seen the 3v3 league, uh, Ice Cube's 3v3 league yeah i've seen a little bit of it and um to me it's a great thing for the sport because you guys have guys that are just outside of their prime or a little bit older that are still competing and showing everybody hey i can still do this and we're seeing fun competitive matches um the only thing i don't want to see is i don't want to see people make a joke out of it or a mockery of it and i think that's what the paul brothers did and uh, i don't want to see it become like that i don't want people to you know make this just a shit show i i'm a fan of boxing and i love boxing and I don't want to see people disrespect it. Um, but as we see with what Floyd did and now what the Paul brothers are doing, people will pay to watch you knock somebody out or get punched in the face. Um, I don't know if you remember Celebrity Deathmatch, that claymation show. Yeah, 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 yeah. To me, that's what's happening right now. You know, you just have legit real-life celebrities getting in the ring. And uh, I know I heard Ice Cube supposed to be bringing back Celebrity Deathmatch, but what's the point when you have it happening in real life right now? Like when I yeah. saw Blueface fight like two, two, three weeks ago, it, like that was fucking hilarious, bro. Like I would love to see Blueface now move on to fight Takashi 6ix9ine. You know how many people would pay to watch Takashi get knocked the fuck out? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think Blueface yeah. could do it based off who I saw him fight and couldn't do it. But, uh, you know, I, I think it's good for the sport and I would love to see more of it. But I think there should be like uh, an actual league for this, just like the 3v3 NBA league to where fans can get to vote for who they want to see. People throw their name in a hat, and we get to vote to see who gets to fight. So regardless of political opinion, the Trumps, Donald Trump's a funny bastard. So I'm definitely excited to listen in afterwards after everything's said and done and see what he had to say. The only thing, because I'm not into politics, you know I stay away from politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I only care about sports. The only thing, and I, I'm going to watch because I'm very curious because – one of the reasons I love seeing this dude as our president is because he was the most funny fuck I've ever seen. Like, I couldn't believe this guy was our president allowed to say that shit. What is he going to say ringside? Like, you know, is he only going to talk? Is he going to just make fun of Sleepy Joe the whole time? <laughs> is well, is he talk- actually going to talk about the fights? Like, uh, well, what is he going to announce he's coming back out in 2024? Like, I, I want to see what's going to happen because I know whenever this guy gets behind a microphone and he has a camera on his face, it's showtime, mm. and uh, I think it can only be good for the sport, and uh, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm very curious to see how yeah. it plays out. I mean, before he was president, he had to show The Apprentice, and he was a funny bastard, so definitely interested to see what he's going to say. Yeah, you know, it'd be cool if you made it like a, like an every month thing. How funny would it be if you have Donald Trump as the ring sign announcer for all of these celebrity boxing matches? 
you know <laughs> like that would be fucking hilarious <laughs> <Very good. laughs> but all right man you got anything else to add or are we gonna end the show on that no nah, we're good on that all right cool uh the last thing i want to talk about is we have the nba hall of fame ceremony uh this saturday uh, I just want to throw that out before we end the show. And the only reason why I want to bring it up is because KG is going to be announcing the retirement from my man, Paul Pierce, the truth, who was one of my favorite players, if not my favorite player growing up. Obviously I grew out of that. Um, but Ray Allen will be there to speak for Chris Bosch. And this will be the first time that Pierce Allen KG will all be close and next to each other since they played together back in 2010. Um, so I'm very excited to see how this plays out. Uh, I can't wait to see it go down. Um, do you think anything happens during this ceremony, or do you think they keep it classy? No, I think they'll keep it classy. They're older, you know. You don't watch don't KG speak do that often, do you? Because KG doesn't bite his tongue anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, I, I just, I don't think they'll take away from everybody else. I hope not. I really do hope that uh everybody can enjoy the moment uh this is about paul pierce chris bosh chris weber bill russell all these guys being enshrined again um i'm very excited and happy for pierce uh, and we will talk about what happens on the next show uh once again moving forward we will do a weekly recap uh stardom sit em, weekly rankings at for each week at each position um, i'm going to give you all of my advice to help you win your week win your games uh, go undefeated or at least get to the playoffs uh, so you don't have to hit any punishments or get you out of that last place punishment spot. Uh, do me a favor, hit the like button, comment down below. Let us know your favorite team, what your favorite player. If we can get a thousand likes or a thousand subscribers, I don't need both. I need one or the other. I will pick one lucky fan, buy them their jersey of their choice of their favorite player. Once again, I will get them the pro jersey. Uh, on that note, I'm your host, Afro. This is my boy, Lord Fish. Peace.